0: Belief in partable paternity spreads fatherly feelings throughout a group, but this is just one of many mechanisms for enhancing group solidarity. Anthropologists report numerous societies in which naming ceremonies and clan affiliations create obligations between individuals more binding than blood relations. Referring to the maddest people with whom he lived, anthropologist Philip Erickson notes, quote, "When it comes to defining kinship ties, relationships deriving from naming practices have absolutely pri- rather absolute priority over any other considerations such as genealogical connections. When conflicts arise between the two modes of reckoning." sharing a name has precedence unquote. some anthropologists question whether kinship is an important concept in band level societies at all however defined they argue that since everyone is in such a small scale society is likely to be related to each other in some way Affinity tends to be measured in more fluid terms, such as friendship and sharing partners. As Darwin understood, even the most direct and immediate kinship terminology is subject to cultural definition. Quote, fatherly behavior is expected of all the males of a local clan toward all the young of the clan says anthropologist Janet Schernella. Multiple aspects of caretaking, including affection and food getting, are provided by all clansmen. Unquote. Anthropologist Vanessa Leia notes that based upon her experience among the me- quote the allocation of responsibility is socially constructed and not an objective fact. Among the Tukanoan, quote, clan brothers provide for one another's children as a collective. Through the pooling of the daily catch, each male regularly labors for all of the children of a village, his own offspring as well as those of his brothers. Unquote. This diffused approach to parenting isn't limited to villages in Africa or Amazonia. Desmond Morris recalls an afternoon he spent with a female truck driver in Polynesia. She told him that she'd had nine children but had given two of them to an infertile friend. When Morris asked how the kids felt about that, she said they didn't mind at all. As, quote, all of us love all of the children, unquote. Morris recalls, this last point is underlined by the fact that when we reach the village, she passes the time by wandering over to a group of toddlers, lying down in the grass with them and playing with them exactly as if they were her own. They accept her instantly, without any questioning and passer her. A passerby would never have guessed that they were anything other than a natural family planning together, rather playing together, unquote. A natural family. Perhaps this is easy acceptance between adults and re- unrelated children, the diffuse nurturing found in societies where children refer to all men as father and all women as mother, societies small and isolated enough to safely assume The kindness of strangers or overlapping sexual relationships leave genetic paternity unknowable and of little consequence. Perhaps this is the natural family structure of our species. Could it be that the atomic isolation of the husband-wife nucleus with an orbiting child or two is in fact a culturally-imposed aberration for our species, as ill-suited to our evolved tendencies as corsets, chastity belts, and suits of armor? Dare we ask whether mothers, fathers, and children are all being shoehorned into a family structure that suits none of us? Might the contemporary pandemics of fracturing families parental exhaustion and confusing resentful children be predictable consequences of what is in truth a distorted and distorting family structure inappropriate for our species